Well, thank you, Pastor. It's good to be back here and um, just kind of let you know a little bit of my history. Um, I traveled and preached for a long time and went to a lot of different nations and countries. And in 2010, the Lord just said, like, you're done for now and go back to school and went back and did my counseling stuff and mainly what I've been doing is I've been in my office and I've just been working on people's lives helping them because how many realize that when one of us is sick we're all sick we we've kind of lost the ability to have the relational generosity that we really need to have. Last night the Lord woke me up and he has me to give you this word. Tell my people that it's time to move forward. We have had a lot of things happen in our lives. It's been difficult. COVID, everything kind of shut everything down. But God is saying now that the cloud is moving and it's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. If you continue to stay where you're at, in the place that you're at, you are going to miss the greatest move of God in your life. Some of you right now, if you don't move, you will miss your inheritance. And what do I mean by that? I'm saying this, that for years I was estranged from my parents, but God called me back into that. And God allowed me at 84 years old to lead my father to Christ. That's at 84 years old. My dad did not know the Lord. God is calling us back to some things to finish some things. And there's plenty of the fire of God to lead us. But what's happening right now is that a lot of us are stuck. A lot of us are ruminating about things that should have been and could have been and might have happened. And God is saying, no, tell the people, just like I said to my prophet Samuel, how long, in 1 Samuel 16, 1, he says, How long will you grieve over the past? How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him. Rise, fill your horn with oil, and go. And that is the word of the Lord. It's time for us to forgive those that we need to forgive. It's time for us to let go of things that we're hanging on to. Because the fire of God is wanting to fall. God has a fire that is in you. And he wants you to present yourself to him as a living sacrifice once again. So he can begin to pour out his spirit on your life. We're focused on the wrong things. We're focused on what Aunt Sally did to us or what this person did to us. And God's saying, that which you value, you will focus on. Church, it's time for us to place all of our value on Jesus Christ. It's time for there to be a shift and a change. 
God is calling us. He's giving us marching orders. Some of us are sick because we won't let go. And God is saying, I am Jehovah Rapha, I am the healer. And when you grab a hold of the hem of my garment, like the woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years, that woman who was ostracized, that woman who was an outcast, that woman who was considered unclean, that woman that had spent everything that she had and grew worse, But she got an earshot of somebody that was talking about something good. She got an earshot about somebody that was talking about Jesus. And that planted a seed. And that seed caused her to have a thought. And the thought is, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. So she presses Church, it's time to press. I don't know what you've been asking God for. I don't know what you've been believing him for. But this is the season of pressing in our lives. This is the season to press in and grab a hold of Jesus. This is the season where the curses get broken. This is the season where your finances get released. This is the season. You're looking and you're saying, Pastor Daniel, you don't understand what's going on in our government. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because your source and your supply is Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what's happening in your government. I, since I've been here, everybody's talking to me and saying, hey, what about this? And we can't do this anymore. We can't do that anything. And I said, basically, can you pray? Because the effectual fervent prayer of a man in right standing with God availeth much. God is calling us. He's waking us up. He's shaking us. And he's saying, just like this woman, you need to just press into Jesus Christ. And she pressed in. She pressed in. And immediately she was healed in Mark chapter 5. She was healed. Whatever the source of the supply of the blood that was causing it, the causation was done. And all of a sudden, you hear Jesus saying, Who touched me? How many know what attachment is? Attachment means to be relationally dependent upon another. This is the relationship we're supposed to have with Jesus Christ. We are to be relationally dependent upon Him. Not what our mother, not what our father, not all those things that take place in our life. But we are to become relationally, when we become born again, we become relationally dependent upon Jesus. We get our joy. Joy isn't an emotion. Joy is a person. We get our peace. Peace isn't an emotion. Peace is a person. We get all that from Jesus Christ. This woman... In Mark chapter 5, Jesus says, I felt the virtue go out of me. Church, you have the virtue of Christ in you. When was the last time you felt the virtue of Christ come out of you and into another person? 
Because that's what we're called to. We are called to change people's lives for the better. We are called to touch people in a deeper way. So he says, I felt the virtue come out of me. And the disciples are saying to him, what do you mean who touched you? What do you mean? But you see, Jesus is a finisher. He knew the work wasn't done. So I'm going to be very quick this morning because there's work God wants to do in this house right now. Just telling you. So I'm telling you this story right now for a reason. The fire of God is ready to fall in every single life in here. God is ready to turn you inside out. God is ready to drive spirits out of your life. God is ready to drive spirits out of your home. God is ready to take things and break curses and do it all. He is ready now. He's ready now, but we've got to talk about things that are different. We've got to talk about things that are alive because the Word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. It's a living word. It's a living word. And he's saying right now to us, we've got to begin to let the word of God live in us. We're so concerned about how we live, but how is Jesus living in us? How is Jesus stirring us? So he says, who touched me? The woman comes. She comes back and she tells him the whole truth. But I want you to understand something. The woman had her physical healing. But the work was not done because she did not have her identity. So when Jesus, she comes back to him, tells him the whole truth, and Jesus looks at her and says, Daughter, thy faith has made you well. Now, daughter is not a son statement. Daughter is a father statement. So the father spoke and said, Daughter, thy faith has made you well. Now I'm telling you, He's ready right now. He's ready to break the curse over your life. He's ready to break the poverty over your life. God is on the move right now. And what happened with COVID? COVID isolated us. And you know what? We get triggered in isolation. We don't heal in isolation. But you're in this house right now for a reason. This is a good house to be in, by the way. This is a house of love and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. This is a good house to be in. You can heal in this house. This is a good house, but you also have to go out of this house as anointed men and women of God, and you've got to care about who's in the supermarket. You've got to care about who's at the gas station. You've got to care about people that are non-Christians that are different than you because the anointing that you're carrying is for them. It's for the addict, the suffering. And don't just think counseling's the answer. The counselor's the answer. 
the counselor. He's the answer. We're not moving in the power that we need to be moving in, but God is saying it's time for us to begin to be powerful once again in the earth. It's time. He is ready right now. God is pouring out His Spirit. Let me tell you what happened at camp. The very first day of camp, right? How many know that you preach and then you make an altar call? The very first day of camp, I stood up under the power of God. Power of God fell in the room, and I said, how many here right now do not know the Lord? They raised their hands. We brought them up front, and they all got saved. Never even preached. We have a quickening work of God going on right now. And whatever you need in your life, how many have some needs right now? How many are just like, you're just like, I don't know how this is going to work out. And God is saying to you, listen, it's time to move forward. Stop thinking about and ruminating over some of the things you've been thinking about. And it is time to move forward. It's time to get on with living. He's called us to live. He's called us to serve. He's called us to love. He's called us to make an impact. Every one of you is going to turn this world upside down in the Lord if you just begin to listen to God and do what he's saying. How many times does he talk to you and you talk yourself out of what he's saying to you? God is ready to use you now. Right now. Now is the time. God wants to anoint you to do the work. God doesn't want you to come in here and look at the pastor anymore and go, yep, you're the one that God's called to do the work. No, you at your workplace, you at wherever you are, you're the one that God is choosing. You're the one that God has saved. God is looking for you right now. And this is what I'm going to say to you in 1 Kings chapter 18. Elijah confronts the spirit of the age. He confronts the prophets of Jezebel, 950 of them. And how does he confront them? He confronts them by making a new altar unto the Lord. He confronts them by calling on the God who is God to answer by fire. Church, God is asking us to become a living sacrifice once again unto the Lord. A living sacrifice where we bow our knee to God once again. Where we're in worship and we just kneel down. God, I'm humbling myself under your mighty hand. I'm not just doing it in my mind, but I'm teaching my body to submit once again to the spirit of the living God. I'm teaching my body, my flesh. You have to submit to the spirit of the living God. My body's not going to run the show anymore. My mind's not going to be able to tell me, well, what are other people going to think? It doesn't matter because on that one day when I stand before the Lord, I want to be able to say, I humbled myself under your mighty hand in front of all those people, God, and I knelt down before you and gave you the glory. 
You say, well, it's easy for you to say, your knees is good, your body's good. No, I have a torn meniscus here and two here. I need, sir, but I'm, you know what? In the name of Jesus, I will bow. I will yield. I will submit. I will submit. Some of you, it's been a long time since you bowed. It's been a long time since you've kneeled. It's been a long time since you've given those areas of your mind over to the Lord again. It's been a long time since you've given that area of self-preservation and all those things that you do to protect yourself. It's been a long time since you've given the story that you tell yourself about others to God so that God can tell you the truth about others. How many realize I'm serious? Yeah. And there's a lot of people in this room today God wants to set free. A lot of people in this room, God wants to change your life. God wants to change your finances. God wants to change everything. But first, he's got to change your mind. You've got to make up your mind who Jesus is. Who do you say Jesus is? So Elijah, he confronts them. He says, come close. He let them call on their God. Their God never showed up. They cut themselves. They did everything. He taunted them, right? He taunted them. He said, perhaps your God's gone to the bathroom. He taunted them. He said, maybe he's away on vacation. He taunted them, right? And they got more intense, but the intensity didn't change anything. Christians, let me tell you something. The intensity will not change anything. The effort, it's, it's, it's got to be the will of God. It's got to be the power of God. It's got to be Jesus Christ. It's got to be. So all of a sudden, he rebuilds the altar. He puts the grain. He puts the rocks in place. For all the 12 tribes, he puts everything in place, gets it all ready, pours water all over it so it can only be the Lord. Pours water all over it so it can only be the Lord. Puts the sacrifice on, puts the wood there. And he says, Lord, so that they know that you are the only God in Israel. Let the God who answers by fire be God. And the fire came down and consumed the sacrifice. The fire came down and clicked up all the water. The fire did all that. And then he ordered. Now listen to me. It's time for us to start ordering the demonic instead of the demonic ordering us. It's time for us to say, get thee behind me, Satan. It's time for us to begin to speak these things once again and not just speak them in our minds, but actually have it come out of our mouths. You're not going to destroy my family. My kids are going to get saved. You know why my kids are going to get saved? Because, God, it's your will that none should perish, but all should have everlasting life. So it's time to let the fire of God reignite in our lives. 
Look around you. God wants to fill this place. God wants to fill this place more than there is. And you say, well, you don't know how many people left. I live in California. Believe me, I know how many people left. Lots of people left. But more importantly, I know who stayed. A lot of people were called to stay and not leave. How many were called to stay? Praise the Lord that you're called to stay. Praise the Lord that you're the ones that will make a difference. So how many today in this room right now, without belaboring things, but you just say, I need a fresh fire of God in my life today. I feel that. I feel I need a fresh fire. It's time. I'm not happy the way I'm living. I love Jesus, but I really need something to look forward to. I really need him waking me up in the night hour and telling me and planning my day for me. I really need him telling me to go to that store in aisle four. I need to do that. I want to be used by God again. I want to have him exercising his will in my life once again. I don't want to just sit where I am, but I want to be activated once again. There's a whole young generation outside that's ready. I didn't have to wait till I preached. All I had to do was make the call. God was already working on their hearts. There's a whole lot of people in St. Paul that God's already working on their hearts. They're just waiting for somebody to ask them the question. They're waiting for somebody to give them the invitation. Are you going to be that person who gives them the invitation? Are you going to be the one who introduces them to the God who answers by fire? Are you going to be that person? Because if that's the person you want to be, I want you to stand to your feet right now. It's the person you want to be. You say, why are you being so radical about this? Because we're losing people. The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. We're losing people. I just want to invite you forward. I just want to pray for you. Is that all right? Just come forward. I just want to pray for you.